Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I've been trying like hell to be a holly jolly fat ass for everybody, right? Because Christmas time is my favorite time of year. The holidays are. From Thanksgiving to the end of the year is is not just my favorite sports time of the year because it's the stretch run in the NFL. It's just my favorite time. I just love being around family. Um, I, I love watching Christmas movies. I love getting into that, uh, that festiveness. And I got to be honest with you, the Browns' negativity has bled over into my, my into my 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 mentality because I've just been so barraged with the Browns' bullcrap. And again, what it really is is they just didn't live up to our expectations, so we're all going to be pissy about it. But beyond that, I just feel like like poor Dustin Fox. Dustin goes out; he's a working man. Has the uh, the bowl game yesterday. Uh, uh, Baylor didn't even bother to show up for God's sake, at least defensively. 
And then Dusty has his flight home canceled today, so he's trying to to find any which way home so he can celebrate uh, the family. Uh, he can celebrate Christmas with, with his family. And and meanwhile, I'm giving him uh, a run for his money on the Clark Griswold of it all because I made the dumb mistake of trying to go to a store in Bainbridge yesterday, and that sapped some of my Christmas spirit. Um I have a story at some point in this hour or the next we got to get into about how uh, a simple request for my wife almost turned into World War III in my house. So we got a lot going on, all right? I'm on the air fighting through the, the Clark Griswold Blues. Dusty's driving home uh, or flying home. I don't even know where we are. We need a, we need a Dustin Fox. Like, remember when we tracked the plane, Joe Lull tracked the plane for Dan Gilbert? We need that for Dustin Fox. Right, but a, but a planes, trains, and automobiles um, tracker for Dustin Fox to make sure that he can get home to his beautiful kiddos and have a beautiful and happy Christmas as well. But uh, it was weird to me. You know, I talked about the Browns' um, negativity, and it has been palpable. Uh, I thought, listen, I really do love. I, I'll. I very rarely do I ever go out of my way to say an opinion is dumb. Right, an opinion is stupid. An opinion uh, is is uh, is nonsensical. Because I, honestly, I love one of the things I love about this station. I didn't have this in Charlotte, and and so I love the diversity of opinion uh, of opinions on this station. I love that for like the last two months, Anthony Lima and I have been complete and polar opposites on a lot of things. I like that that Ken and Dusty have been opposites on things. I like that uh, you know Cleveland sports dads, Baskin and Phelps get into it every once in a while because they disagree on an opinion. And I love my guy Jonathan Peterlin. I love disagreeing with him. And here's the thing: it's not even sports opinions. It'll be stupid opinions like whether or not cowboy hats should be worn if you're not a cowboy. But I think we've just gotten to this point where if if you are down about the Browns, there's just nothing they can do that is right. Everything has become the dumbest thing in the world. And I, and I say that because the, today the Browns in, in right tackle Jack Conklin reached an agreement on a four-year deal worth $60 million. And uh, there's uh, $31 million fully guaranteed. And I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you. I wouldn't, I'm not crazy about the deal. Uh, I don't know that they should have made this deal. All right. I think for one, I I would like to give James Hudson a chance to be the starting right tackle. Um, and and listen, I I'm worried about Jack being able to stay healthy for the next four years. Right? He already has struggled to stay healthy this year. I think it's fair to say that this is his worst year as a Cleveland Brown. But I also understand the value of this deal. I think from uh, from the Brown standpoint, I think Jack Conklin seems to be a hell of a leader and a hell of a human being. And I think Jack Conklin has, uh, up until this year, when he has played, he's been a really strong right tackle. Um, and I'll, I'll get into the numbers on that in just a minute here. I also think you've got a lead. You've got a locker room that has just hemorrhaged good leadership over the last couple of years. Jarvis Landry being one. I would not have paid Jarvis Landry what some people wanted Jarvis paid last offseason. I, I thought from the fin- I thought the financial sense made more sense than the football sense or the leadership sense with Jarvis Landry last offseason. And I think from the football side of thing that bears out. He's he's been 
okay in New Orleans. He, he really hasn't been incendiary. He hasn't been who he was maybe three years ago. But, like, you lost Jarvis. You've lost Sheldon Richardson. You've lost – I mean, even something as simple as moving from Baker Mayfield and not getting Deshaun Watson back in that locker room until three weeks ago. I think, I think this is one of those things where I don't know that Jack Conklin's a guy that at 29 years of age I would have paid. I also think I can see why the Browns made this move. So it's, it's weird to me to then see the reaction to the deal, which is that the Browns have, have committed some cardinal sin with re-signing Jack Conklin. Because honestly, because the number one thing is uh, salary cap. Right. Oh, you've got a whole host of needs and how the hell are you going to shore up that defense and do this? And what about Kareem Hunt? And what about uh, DPJ's contract extension? All, by the way, fair things to ask. But in terms of the vitriol and the level of response and the same old Browns to it, um, I, I did see one member of the Cleveland media talk about celebrating mediocrity with the move. Um, I'll get into why I disagree with that in a minute. And there was also a bigger theme about celebrating mediocrity that I heard Lima get into this morning very passionately. We'll, we're going to talk about that today on today's show. But the reality is um, the salary cap doesn't exist. I mean, it, it does, but it's imaginary now. If this had been a deal that the Browns had given out uh, 10 years ago, it absolutely would have been a killer for them giving out $31 million guaranteed to a 29-year-old right tackle who hasn't been healthy this year, and when he has been healthy, I don't think he's played at the level we expect him to play at. However, it's not a decade ago. So much money has been flushed into the NFL in the last 10 years, and and the CBA has changed the uh, salary cap as well, that basically owners, the salary cap is just there as an excuse if owners don't want to spend. So my, my take on this is I would not have signed Jack Conklin to this deal. Um, I, I don't know that it's worth the, the money that you're throwing at Jack Conklin. Um, to me, for Jack Conklin to be worth this deal, the next two years he better be healthy and he better be who he was the first three years of his contract. If he does that, the next two years, so not obviously this season's kind of a wash. They're probably not going to make the playoffs, although it is up to 2% now. But I will say, if, if, if the next two years after this one, he can get back to who he was when they first signed him, my attitude might change on this. But I would not have made this deal. I also think that it opens up some possibilities. Listen, I think it's going to be a wild offseason on the offensive line anyways. But when it comes to the salary cap, if anything, signing him to this deal tells me that Jimmy Haslam, who the one thing I will give Jimmy and D credit for, and Cletus Haslam and Tippy Haslam and Billy Joe Haslam, all the Haslam, you know, uh, the the Nashville uh, North Coasters, as I'm now going to start calling them. Please don't ever remind me that I said that. Um, the one thing they have done is consistently spent money. And we can argue if they spent money the way you should if they spent money intelligently but like they've not been afraid and and I think you've seen that with the way they've moved money around here in recent years from a salary cap perspective so another thing that I think this points to is that the Browns are probably going to be moving money around this offseason and they should quite frankly this season has been a disappointment on the on the grandest scale of 
are you in a position to make the playoffs, a real position, with three weeks to go? No. Um, you can still make the playoffs, but it's it's highly unlikely, and you just need a lot of luck, and we're not used to that kind of luck uh, here in Cleveland. So because of that, because you've got this investment in Deshaun, because you only have so many years left with Nick Chubb, and, and people have theorized, well, how many years do you have left with Miles Garrett? And, and Denzel Ward, local kid with the concussions. I do expect the Browns to open up. I expect the Haslam's to open up salary cap space this offseason, and I expect them to both be aggressive in keeping the guys they have. Conklin is one of them. DPJ, I would assume, is next. And also fortifying a couple weak spots on this roster. I This this feels like to me, and maybe I'm making an excuse for the Browns or just not um, crapping all over them, whichever one that might be, but it does feel like the move you make to, mo- to make another move. Whether that's on the offensive line, whether that's I'm locking up my right tackle at X amount so I can re-sign Posick or um, so we can maybe let James Hudson and, and Jedrick Wills battle it out for left tackle, or maybe it's we just wanted to open up some money here and we're gonna, we wanted to know what we were going to pay the right tackle because um, we felt we still needed a right tackle so that we can go out and dip into the defensive tackle market. I think all of these things could be things that are playing into this decision. It is not a decision that I'm overly enthusiastic about, although similar to the Jarvis Landry thing, if you err on the side of leadership, if you err on the side of of rewarding a guy who's played hard when he has played and who has played well for most of the time he's been here, I get it. I, As long as it doesn't preclude you from making uh, what I would say are more important moves, I understand the idea and... I don't think this is the kind of move that should hold you back. 216-578-0092. Want to hear from you guys. At Nick Wilson says, is the Jack Conklin move a good move by the Cleveland Browns? Because when we were, it was me, Dusty, and Keith, we were in our DMs earlier, and we were, like, talking about it, and they're, they, they're not a fan of this move. I, I, I think, I don't want to put uh, words in anybody's mouth, but the idea was basically this isn't a move you needed to make, which I kind of understand the theory. I probably lean towards that more than being overly rosy about the deal. But like, it resorted. I I had to go to I had to go to PFF and guys, if you know, I I respect what those guys do, but when I have to go to PFF to to defend my argument, nothing infuriates me more than having to to rely on that. But those are really the only offensive line stats that we can, can 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 kind of fall back on. And Jack Conklin, the first three years here, was a 78-graded player or better. That's kind of borderline Pro Bowl-ish for a, a right tackle. Like, okay, I shouldn't say Pro Bowl. All Pro. Pro Bowl doesn't mean anything. Um, this year, he's still their fourth-best offensive lineman and best offensive tackle. Although that is a low bar, considering how poorly – uh, Jedrick Wills grades out by PFF. Interesting stuff from Jack Conklin. I, I thought it was weird when he talked about, you know, well, I want to be here, but we'll see where it goes from here. I never really thought he was coming back. Like, I, very, very, very few times. I hate, uh, you know what, and as, as an aside, I hate when when people on Twitter respond in a quote tweet uh, actually, Ian Rappaport does this all the time, where it's like breaking news, and they quote tweet it with, wow. 
Like, what's the point of that? Like, what is the point of saying, wow? That's that's not analysis. That's just you looking like you're attached to the previous tweet. Uh, or or you, by quote tweeting it, that you're somehow adjacent to the content in the other tweet. Right? LOL. Nope. No fly zone. When it comes, that's not analysis. That's just you letting people know that you also find that thing funny, ergo you must, you must also be funny. So I myself will never, will never, unless I'm a little drunk, I will never delve into the waters of, wow, LOL, OMG, when it comes to somebody else tweeting out breaking news. This morning was about as damn close as I've come when Jack Conklin's four-year, $60 million deal, $31 million guaranteed uh, when that deal was announced on Twitter. And I use the word shocking. It's a shocking deal. I am shocked that the Browns prioritized Jack Conklin. I, In my head, and maybe I'm right or maybe I'm wrong, because of the injury this year, I had kind of earmarked um, Jack Conklin. I kind of earmarked him as a guy of bring him back. If he's coming back, it's on a one-year prove-it deal. But I thought more than likely – that was going to be somewhere else, right? Uh, maybe where the Browns were like uh, you know, four years ago, that kind of team that's trying to transition from a rebuild to a win, like a, like, a, like a Houston Texans, right? Somebody knocking on the door trying to be relevant. That felt like the kind of move I thought Jack Conklin was going to get. So it wasn't just the Browns resigning him. The $31 million guaranteed was surprising to me. And... You know, I, I think we'll probably hear from the Browns on this at some point, Andrew Barry. And I, I think the initial tweet said that Chris Cooper, who's one of their uh, VPs, had worked on this deal as well and that, you know, it came to fruition here. I, I think the number one question I have, and it is something that um, was, I think, the number one sticking point for a lot of people was, was why now? And I think that's like, was there, is there more of a market for Jack Conklin than I had previously thought or anybody else would be. Because it's it what's what's interesting to me is the Browns have done a really good job. They were really vigilant to not overpay and to not overreact to the season Jadavian Clowney had last year. They brought him back in a one-year appropriate size deal. Uh, Jarvis Landry, a year ago, they were just steadfast. We're not paying him the $15 million. Uh, and and really, he ended up, I think, signing for within $5 million. I think, I think he got actually less than $5 million from the Saints. So the Browns have been really steadfast and resolute about not overpaying veterans that they really value their leadership for or value their recent play for. So that's the interesting part to me. And to people who say, well, why now? I don't have an answer for that. And I think that is something that when Andrew Barry and uh, Kevin Stefanski, when these guys, you know, I'm assuming, do they have press conferences for re-signing uh, right tackles who are really good, but maybe not one of your ten best players. Do they have those? I, that sounded like a shot of Jack Conklin. I don't mean it as a shot of Jack. Again, he's done more in football than I am, and he's a tough bastard, and we love him for it. But like, I think that's the number one question: Why was this prioritized over DPJ? Why was this pri? Why, why could this not have waited until? You had taken runs at maybe finding another edge rusher across from Miles, a starting edge rusher. I think Alex Wright's probably going to be your three, your third edge rusher this year. And I think Isaiah Thomas can kind of, 
I think that's going to give you depth, but you need to find somebody to start across from Miles. Um, why this before you went out and found a defensive tackle? I think those are all fair questions. But in but in terms of the why, like I'm talking about not, not why now, but the actual he gives us value, he has lived up to his initial contract, and maybe they're not ready to give James Hudson a starting spot, or maybe they view – James Hudson somewhere else because I because I wanted to say this and we're going to get to calls here I, I believe we've got Jack on the line here in just a second we're going to get to but no, hopefully not Jack Conklin because he might kick my ass after what he heard me just say but there is a part of me that wonders all right do you do this because maybe you think James Hudson can slide in at a guard spot or do maybe you let James Hudson challenge Jedrick Wills next year for the left tackle spot because if you're going to do that next year, why wouldn't you go ahead and give James Hudson a little bit of run here at left tackle at the end of the season? I, I, I listen. I, it, I think, I think Jedrick could potentially use a wake up call, right? I, I think the guy has has talent. There have been points where Jedrick Wills, who I think has actually played really well early in his career, and it he seems a little dispirited or broken down a little bit right now, or a little beaten down. So maybe a three-game vacation, paid vacation to the bench, break glass in case of emergency for him to play again this year, and a three-game audition for James Hudson. I, I don't see why you try and let that uh, try and uh, try and work itself out next camp if you can get a little taste of it right now. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two is the James Hudson move a good move? And it does open up another can of worms. And I know uh, Keith actually brought this up in our, our, our pre-show, something I want to get into, but uh, Jack has been waiting patiently here. Jack, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me on. Not Jack Conklin, by the way. I live in a much better place as it was. Um, so <laughs> I like this for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, I think two, two years, $31 million, not bad for a starting tackle, but it's one less thing they have to worry about. You're going to have movement at the guard position. I think you may have movement at the other tackle position. I mean, to your point, if Hudson was ready to step in, he may have already stepped in for Wills. And, you know, look, it's not like they have a first-round pick. They can go out and make a move. It's, you know, to your point about the defensive line, Peoples-Jones has another year left, so they're okay there for now. But now they get this taken care of. They don't have to worry about replacing Conklin and maybe getting shut out in the cold, and, and they're not going to give a, a guy a big big deal there because their cap situation. And now they can focus on defensive tackle of the offseason. All right, Jack. We appreciate you, buddy. And uh, yeah, you definitely. I will say you don't. You don't. You don't sound like Jack Conklin. I feel like Jack Conklin sounds a little bit more like me. Like I sound a little bit like uh, I might have just uh, drank gravy straight off the the oven. All right. I, I, it sounds like I have a glandular condition. I sound fat. Is what I'm saying. Um, Jack Conklin sounds like a big boy. Jack uh, that was just on with us sounded uh, like you know low carb diet. Uh, very respectful, you know, not eating a lot of Christmas cookies. I'm just profiling by his voice. But, yeah, I, I, to me, without knowing the other moves or without knowing the direction they're going to go, it's tough for me to automatically slam it as a dumb move. I don't love it. I don't dislike it. But it, it, it highlights an interesting thing. I think the Browns, and this gets into what I think is really – a, a point of contention. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And when we talked about the Browns, and, and certainly what we're going to talk about later, I think the Browns are closer than everybody else thinks they are. I think we're allowing the 6-8 and eight season here to dictate our long-term view. I mean, we did this. Listen, I'm as guilty as you guys are as well. That Cincinnati loss pissed me off something fierce. All right, I about went full NWO on Kevin Stefanski on the air, and I still have questions with how the Miami game played out and how Cincinnati. I, I don't know Kevin Stefanski is willing to do the things you need to do. There is a level of cutthroat that you have to be as a head coach in the NFL, and there are people on his staff who have not gotten their jobs done. So if the Browns finish 6-11 uh, and 11, and he doesn't fire people, I'm going to be furious. If they finish 9-8 and eight and he doesn't fire people, I will also be furious. This is, And it's not a pound of flesh thing. It is the defense, I think, has been a disappointment for reasons other than strictly talent. But I do think this brings into a great question about what's more important this offseason for the Cleveland Browns to, to, to bring up. And, and what's more important for the Cleveland Browns to add? Is this offseason, is this about a talent grab or is this about leadership? Because honestly, guys, I think the Browns still could use, like uh, across from Miles Garrett, I don't need to see some old, I don't need J.J. Watt at 97 years old with 75,000 miles on, on the body there, right? Uh, across from Miles Garrett, give me uh, Marcus Davenport, who I believe we're going to see this weekend, a former top 15 pick, a guy who's had a couple good seasons before and who is, you're probably going to be able to get on like a one-year prove-it deal. Give me that guy. Give me that kind of guy there. Defensive tackle, give me that old bones, J.J. Watt kind of player that I just talked about. Bring back Larry Ogunjobi. Bring back, um, bring back. Uh, you know, Akeem Hicks was a guy that I think signed in Tampa this year on a one-year deal. Give me a guy that has uh, very little mileage left, right? The body is about shot, but he's going to be able to give you enough on the football field and he's going to give you enough in the locker room. 216-578-0092. Just curious where you guys are on this. With, with the Browns re-signing Jack Conklin, and they will they might not tell you this, this feels a lot about leadership to me. Because if it was about on-the-field production this year, it's Jack's worst year in Cleveland and the injuries have, have piled up for him. Like, uh, PFF has him as a 68 great. That's still, like, that's fine. It's not bad, right? I think Jedrick Wills is a 63. The difference between those two numbers is a lot more significant than you think. But, like, it's by far Jack's worst year is the Browns, as a Browns tackle. But I think, 
I think this is equal parts about continuity on the offensive line. It's equal parts. Uh, he gives you leadership. And I think it's equal parts. Hey, let's keep sending the message to the locker room. If you play the game, if you play the game our way, we're going to go ahead and we're going to reward you, right? Like if they, uh, like if they had done this with Jadavian Clowney right now, honestly, it this I would have melted down with all of you. If they had announced a contract with uh, a contract extension with John Johnson the third right now, you and I would be melting down together. I think I think the leadership thing is important. So to me, I I think listen, I think the Browns could use more talent. There's no team in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills, one of the most talented teams in the NFL last year. They went out and signed Von Miller. Why? Cuz you can never have enough talent specifically at the edge rusher spot. But I think I think you need it depends on where you are on this roster. I don't think they need another uh leader at linebacker. I think Anthony Walker Jr. is that dude. I think they need somebody to knock the hell out of people. I think they need a bruiser. Um, I don't know they need another leader in the secondary. I think they just need somebody who can play coverage from the safety spot. When you get over to the offensive side of the ball, I don't think they really need any more leadership on the offensive side of the ball. To me, it's on the defensive line they could use a little bit more, uh, meaning at the defensive tackle spot. And maybe, maybe, no, I think that's about where I, I would focus on the leadership side of things. Because you still will, even even if you get that guy that we talked about, that Akeem Hicks, you're, you're still going to be bringing back, um, you're, you're still going to be bringing back a bunch of young guys and trying to get them and make them better. We will get into the Brown Saints as well, but we had, I just asked you guys the question, when the Browns go into this offseason, it, it feels like Jack Conklin is this, meld of he's a guy we know up until this year he has played up to his contract and he's a he's a leader in our locker room and we really value that it feels like this is we're paying for leadership which is something the Browns did not do with Jarvis Landry they did not do um with with a couple other guys that were kind of near and dear to Clevelanders hearts but specifically the Jarvis Landry one so I did ask you guys you know what's more important this offseason for the Browns to focus on leadership or talent and don joins us now don welcome to the show buddy good afternoon how you doing doing well happy holidays merry christmas buddy happy blizzard um, <laughs> it's not it's it's uh it's not so much the blizzard it's to me i'm, I'm a man away but this morning when i drove to the store which is something i gotta get into in a second I, it went from negative one to negative five and i drove uh, I mean, it, it drove like five miles down the road. It was, or not even that, a mile and a half down the road. Yeah, I remember the 2014 day when it dropped like 49 degrees in like three hours, like 70 to 20 or something. It was, it was crazy. Rough day, but uh, just be safe driving and, you know, get home to everybody and enjoy the holiday. Um, yeah, you too, buddy. To your question, I'm going to kind of take the easy way out and say you need both, but I'm going to lean towards talent because – I think we kind of forget, you know, all fans are the same in this regard. You know, come August, we all think all our starters are playing all the games and all the snaps and we have the best roster. Well, that's so far from the truth. I mean, we think we have a bad injury season this year. Well, I'm pretty sure the Rams have a worse one, and if you don't follow the Rams, you don't know that. So I, I want more talent. And, um, you know, we, we, we got this Conklin deal done. I didn't realize that until I listened to your show. So in terms of talent, what I'd love to see the Browns do, we don't need to become younger because we're already so young, 
But you mentioned Miles Garrett, and, you know, let's go get a, another guy on the other end of him. I want to see him go get a young guy on the end of him because here's the reality of Miles Garrett. As good as he is, he's not had the year we've expected, but if I'm not mistaken, he's still the number one PFF grade at defensive end, so he's still very good at the position. But he's not going to be here for 10 more years. And let's, let's, let's get him to start, you know, helping out the next young, really good defensive end we can get. We're not getting a replacement for him in the third round. I get that. I'd love to see him go get the best available young defensive end and really shore up that part of our defense for next year. Don, we appreciate you, buddy, again. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Get home safe to the family, okay? Great stuff from Don there. Um, I, one, I, you know, I, I've heard a lot of talk, and, and every time we talk about how disappointing this season has been with the Browns, that they're 6-8 and eight with three games to go and about a 2% chance. I, by the way, I don't even know if that's real. All right, because I, I heard it today on the station, and uh, I, it could be real, right? could be 2.5%, could be 1.9%. I don't know. I don't really care, right? All I care about is are they eliminated, eliminated yet from the playoffs or not? That's really where I am. And if, if they aren't, then just keep playing like you're in the hunt. It, control what you can control and see what works out around you. I think it's highly unlikely they make the playoffs, but – Sorry, tangent avoided. We'll get get to that more later in the show. But I think with the Miles thing, one of the things, it's it, I, I feel like we've almost been beat over the head. The Browns are wasting Nick Chubb's prime, which, by the way, is real. He's 27. Running backs don't traditionally. This is kind of the fall-off point for running backs. Um, so that's a real fear. That one I get. The Miles Garrett thing I don't get. Miles is only going to be 27 this year. And, you know, there's no reason. I mean, Von Miller, and I know Von just tore his ACL in Buffalo. Von's 34, coming off his second knee injury. And you watch him this year before the injury in Buffalo, he's as good as Von Miller. I mean, he was not 23-year-old Von Miller. He's still one of the 10 best edge rushers in the NFL. Miles was the second coming of Von, except instead of being 250 pounds, Miles is 280 pounds. So... I'm not as concerned about, in quotations, wasting the prime of Miles because I think Miles can still be great, and, and edge rushers have shown the ability to be great over the age of 30, 32, 33 years old. Now, I mentioned I did go out today, and I had intended to go out to check the roads, um, which I, I happen to live enough in the country. The roads just aren't great out here. I've not seen... Uh, any trucks out here dealing with the roads, but I, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Today did not start on the best note. I, I woke up at about eight today, went to take the doggo outside. We both went outside and it was, it was just, it was colder than hell. It just was. And we come inside and the first thing my wife said to me is, are you going to go get me tape? And she's referring to the fact that our beautiful children, whom we love with all of our heart, and I like to say nice things before I then insult people that I love and people that I don't like, too. It's not just about my family. I will say nice things about somebody I don't even know and then insult them. But uh, our, our beautiful children have used all the tape that my beautiful wife bought earlier this week because ra- they were wrapping their presents. Now, mind you, There was a moment last night where my beautiful wife could have gone out. Now, mind you, because we are down to one car. My truck's been having a problem. Uh, That's 
kind of germane to the story because she is she has been on her week off. She has been lampooned in the house, and if anybody's been stuck inside a house with uh, three young children for any measure of time, it challenges your sanity. So I do understand that. But guys, at eight a.m. when your boy hadn't even had coffee yet. Right, my 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 morning regimen of three eggs and one piece of bacon had not even it had not even been cooked yet, let alone been ingested. I was beyond incredulous that in what some people have called a blizzard, in what others are calling an arctic blast, what some are calling what is it? Uh, what was the uh, the mayhem thing? Oh no no, no. it was. Uh, Ah, damn. A holiday havoc. That was the line I heard from Ken. In the fact that at 8 a.m., the day before Christmas Eve, in a snowstorm, my wife would say to me, the very first thing she would say to me is, are you going to go? Oh, and by the way, i got to decide whether I'm going to drive to work today. The fact that she would say, uh, would you or are you? Not can you? Not hey, baby. Not, hey, hot stuff, I can be buttered up, all right? Just tell me I'm good looking, and I'll do just about anything for you. I'm, an, I'm a cheap date when it comes to getting me to do nice things, all right? I really am. But the idea that literally the first words to me, I didn't even get kissed, by the way. It was just, are you going to go out and buy me tape? Guys, from about 8 a.m., to probably about 1.20 this afternoon when I talked with Keith and I just needed somebody to talk me off the friggin' ledge. In the span of that time, I had to do an all in my power to just not go full Clark Griswold and not just completely just cut a promo on everybody and everybody, in my family, not my family, neighbors. I might have driven farther to cut a promo on some rando just so I could get my rage out than I would have for, to go get taped this morning. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 